The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Fit for Life. Your host is Chad Austin. There's no time to get yourself into shape. Like right now, you'll learn how to overcome the day-to-day excuses and start working on the rest of your life. The results will come as you go and will just keep getting better and better. Now, here's your host and motivator, Chad Austin. What's up, everybody? I'm Chad Austin. Welcome to Be Fit for Life. I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day weekend. There are some mothers out there that this weekend... They got a better present for their son on this Mother's Day than they ever have before. And the reason is, is because their son just became millionaires over the weekend. I'm referring, of course, to the NFL draft. The NFL draft started on Thursday with the first round. And three days later, 256 player picks later, we have 256 new professional football players. I was watching the draft this weekend, as I'm sure many of you were. And it occurred to me something this year that I think the NFL should do with the draft. I don't know why they haven't started doing this yet. Why don't, at least especially in the first round, why don't we let these players say thank you? I've always wondered this, but this year a little bit more so. So, like, the reason is, so like, in the first round, the t- each team gets 10 minutes to make their final selection, 10 minutes before they have to give their final selection to the commissioner to make their selection. And in that 10 minutes, we hear from Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, John Gruden, and all these other ESPN guys basically just guessing who the who they're going to pick next. And I like those guys and everything, but I think it'd be so much more impactful if we got to hear these football players talk. They say they thank you, just hear from them, because they just reached the goal that they've been a dream that they've had since they were little, of being a professional athlete. And one thing I love during the draft is when they show the clips of the players getting the phone call from their new coach saying that they're going to be drafted, that they're going to draft them, and they're going to be NFL football players, and seeing them just overcome with emotion because they just reached their goal that they've had forever. Uh, but I think it'd be so impactful if we let them just just for a couple, just for a minute or two. They don't have to talk for very long, just for or don't even have to say anything if they don't want to. But those that want to, just to say thank you. I bet if we did that, that majority of them would thank their parents and probably thank God. But I think one thing that we would get to hear from a lot of them that would be really cool is just to get to hear about some of the obstacles and some of the some of the things that some of them had to overcome to get to where they are. That's what I love about uh, the draft for the NBA, the NFL, with, for March Madness, for the Olympics. Anytime they show the backstory of all the adversity and, and struggles and loss, tragedy that some of these athletes had to overcome to get to where they are. I think it would be so impactful to hear that for all the kids at home watching and just all the fans at home watching just to see what it takes to reach this kind of a goal. Along with the NFL draft and players becoming uh, pro f- professional football players finally and reaching their goals, the NFL draft has one of the worst traditions in sports that I hate. 
and that is the Mr. Irrelevant and Irrelevant Week. If you don't know what that, what I mean, if you're lucky enough to be the last pick, there's only 256 players picked during a draft over seven rounds, 32 teams, seven rounds. And if you're the very last pick, you get the title of Mr. Irrelevant, which has got to be the most demotivating term in the history of sports. Mr. Irrelevant, you're titled Mr. Irrelevant because you're 256 pick, and so it means it's really irrelevant who gets picked at this because it's such a low number that you're probably going to get cut. You won't. You don't have much chance of making the team anyway. And so there, not only do you get a title of that, but there's a parade in your honor. There's like a week-long celebration for Mr. Irrelevant. you got to have some really thick skin to have this. And the Chiefs have a kicker, Ryan Suckup. Ryan, with a name like Ryan Suckup, you have to have some really thick skin to be Mr. Irrelevant too, by the way. But he was Mr. Irrelevant in 2009. And he is one of the few people who were Mr. Relevant and made themselves relevant. In his first year, he set a rookie record for 80-some uh, percent field goal makes. is like the, the best percentage of field goal makes for a rookie kicker. Uh, and he had the rookie some rookie award for from the Chiefs. And just this last year, they gave him a five-year contract extension. So it's worth like $14.9 million. So not only did he make himself relevant, he made himself rich. And when they interviewed him after he got his contract, they interviewed him about being Mr. Irrelevant and everything else and then getting this contract extension, and he kind of laughed it off. And he said that he thinks it's awesome, Mr. Irrelevant. And this is what this how he responded to me is like shows how he's kind of been able to overcome everything and reach his goals. So he said that it's your it doesn't mean that you're irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant doesn't mean that you're irrelevant for being the last pick. Don't let them fool you. That's not what it means. What it really means is it's irrelevant what you get picked at. The only thing that really matters is if you make the team. I think him being able to be mentally strong enough to kind of change that to mean what he wanted it to really shows kind of how he was able to be so successful. But other than other than Mr. Irrelevant, 256 picks is all there are. So what happens to all those who are patiently waiting, hoping their name will be called and they don't get called? What happens to those players? Well, last year, there were 78 undrafted players who made opening rosters. So out of the 78 players who were considered, 78 players were considered less than irrelevant, played important roles on NFL teams last year. That's impressive. Imagine how many people didn't believe they could do it, and how many people, friends, family members, were probably encouraging them to give up and, and try something else? No matter what your goals are. The reason I say this is you're probably wondering why I'm talking about the draft and this is a fitness show. But reaching your goals, it doesn't matter what your goals are in. You're going to have lots of obstacles. You're going to have lots of, tra- lots of tragedy, adversity you have to go through. And the more you go through, the stronger you're going to be. Reaching your fitness goals isn't easy. You've heard me say that several times, and I truly believe that. It's not easy. If you're hoping to make fitness a priority in your life and get long-term success and not short-term success, it's even harder. There will be challenges you'll have to face, obstacles you'll have to overcome. There will be people who are on your side and supportive, but yet there will be just as many people who are negative and discouraging and can drain you of all your energy if you let them. How do you respond when people tell you that you can't do something or that you're not good enough? Joining us on the show later this morning is Diane Brenneman. As an attorney with 25 years of experience, Diane Brenneman has devoted her legal career to supporting those who have suffered catastrophic burn injuries. Through her law practice, Diane experienced phenomenal success in the area of product liability law 
and her burn injury practice extends across the United States. Through her legal work with burn victims, Diane became interested in the field of neurobiology. Having had the opportunity to work with some of the leading psychiatrists and neuroscientists in the country overseeing years, over seven years ago, Diane became studying mindfulness with a well-known meditation teacher, Joey Klein, who has traveled the globe teaching his meditation system known as Conscious Transformation. Joey Klein is also the author of Inner Matrix, which explores the intricate relationship between the mind, emotions, body, and spirit, how to optimize one experience of each. Since beginning work with her meditation teacher, Diane has seen every aspect of her life undergo profound transformation and has stepped into new experiences in life. Diane now teaches a meditation model developed by Joey Klein known as Conscious Transformation. Joey Klein teaches weekend programs on mind, emotion, body, and spirit here in Kansas City, and Diane teaches six-week classes in Conscious Transformation, supporting people to apply its practices in their daily lives. Diane has taught in multiple venues across the Kansas City metropolitan area, including at one of Kansas City's largest hospitals and inner-city foundations supporting at-risk children, a private college preparation school, a large suburban church, and a high-end wellness studio. Diane works extensively with psychologists, therapists, and other in-service-oriented professionals to provide practical tools that can deepen their capacity to serve. She also works one-on-one with clients to quiet the mind and shift and change out the painful lower emotional patterns and step into the lives that they've always envisioned. So we're very lucky to have her here. She'll help us figure out what goes through the mind and how some of these, some of these people, when they're facing, when all odds are stacked against them, how can you change your mindset to re- be successful? So to end this first segment on a positive note, I know we just t- talked about Mr. Irrelevant and how the odds are stacked up against some of these players in the latest rounds and even more so in the ones that weren't drafted. There's hope for all of them. So I got a list of some of the most undrafted, the best undrafted free agents in history. There are several undrafted free agents who have gone on to have great NFL careers and other sports too, but we're talking about NFL now and some of them who have even been in the hall of fame. So one, the one of the biggest ones that comes to my mind being a chiefs fan is of course, priest Holmes. Priest Holmes was the running back, one of the best, he was probably the best running back in the NFL from 2000 to 2003, 2001 to 2003. Arian Foster was another undrafted player who had almost Priest Holmes numbers for a few years, and he has a few years left to be able to play at a higher number now. Adam Vinatieri is a kicker for the Patriots and the Colts. He has two Super Bowl winning kicks. Rod Smith was a great receiver, Pro Bowl receiver for the Broncos for many years. Antonio Gates is a future Hall of Fame tight end. Wes Welker is a future Hall of Fame slot receiver, went on to play in a couple Super Bowls with the Broncos and the Patriots. London Fletcher plays the Redskins as a linebacker. He was a Pro Bowl player many times over. Cameron Wakes is the sack machine now and only his fifth season in the NFL. James Harrison was a Defensive Player of the Year and almost a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP for one season. He's a couple great careers. Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback, and Kurt Warner, of course, to bring up the end, who was also a Hall of Fame quarterback. All these players were at one time said that they were less than relevant. And some of these players, it stretches back. These are undrafted players. Some of these players, it stretches back where there were like nine rounds. So we're looking at like 350 picks, and they didn't get picked. And they, so of all the 32 teams, they were thought to be un, you know, not relevant and not good enough to be on the team. 
yet they went on to have great careers. So they, despite every, all the odds being stacked against them, they were mentally strong enough to keep going. And the more they overcame, the more the tougher a person they were able to become. Well, we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, we'll introduce my guest, Diane Brenneman, and we'll talk about how you can use your inner strength to help reach your goals. We'll be right back on Be Fit for Life. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. That's chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. Now, back to Be Fit for Life. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chad Austin. You're listening to Be Fit for Life. Joining us on the show this morning is Diane Brenneman. Diane worked as an attorney for 25 years, and then through her legal work with burn victims, she became interested in the field of neurobiology. She has had the opportunity to work with some of the leading psychiatrists and neuroscientists in the country. Over seven years ago, Diane began studying mindfulness with the well-known meditation teacher, Joey Klein, who has traveled the globe teaching his meditation system known as Conscious Transformation. Since beginning her work with with her meditation teacher, Diane has since has seen every aspect of her life undergo profound transformation that stepped into a new life experience. Diane now teaches a meditation model developed by Joey Klein known as Conscious Transformation. Joey Klein teaches weekend programs on the mind, emotion, body, and spirit here in Kansas City, and Diane teaches six-week classes on Conscious Transformation, supporting the people to apply its practice to their daily lives. Welcome to the show, Diane. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. So I'm sure the first thing my listeners are going to want to know, you were a lawyer for 25 years, and now you teach Conscious Transformation. How did that change happen? (laughs) 
Well, you know, Chad, if you think about it, can you imagine any group that needs uh, mindfulness and meditation training more than lawyers, right? <laughs> uh, you know, what, what happened to me, though, was that I was representing people who were really badly burned. It's, it's rare that I have someone that's burned over less than half of their bodies in my practice. I've done that work for 25 years. And, and in doing that, obviously, I work with people who have huge physical challenges to face and also who are dealing with huge levels of trauma. And in doing that work, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with some of the most amazing neuropsychs and psychologists and psychiatrists in the country. And about 10 years ago, I was complaining to one of them that, uh, you know, when are you guys going to come up with something to support these kids that I represent? Because at that time, most of, the, most of my clients were children. And my problem was, was that I found myself routinely in situations with their families where a young child had been badly burned and me telling them that there was hope when what my experience told me in working um, with these clients over the years was that the future really looked very bleak. And in response, this neuropsychiatrist Johns Hopkins said to me, you know, Diane, probably the most promising thing that's out there is mindfulness meditation. You should really look at that. And I, I thought he was crazy at the time, Chad. And, uh, but, you know, not really having a lot to offer my clients, I decided to take a look. And at that time, the research had just really begun on mindfulness and the body and the amazing things that we can accomplish when we control our mind. And uh, so anyway, so I took a look at it and was lucky enough to find a really talented mindfulness teacher and decided I would take a deep dive into it to uh, benefit my clients and find another way to support them. And, of course, you know, the irony was, Chad, that I ended up uh, finding out that who really needed it was me in addition to my clients. And uh, so that's, that's how I got involved seven years ago. And now, um, not only have I incorporated it into my practice, but I spend a great deal of my time uh, teaching. Wow! And so, um, for help us out here a little bit. What? Tell us a little bit more. What is exactly conscious transformation? Well, conscious transformation is a form of meditation that my meditation teacher, Joey Klein, um, actually developed. And it's steeped in ancient uh, mindfulness traditions. It is not religious-based at all. But um, instead, it's, it's based in these ancient traditions and coupled with what we're now finding out in neuroscience. And that is that what science can tell us is that basically when we're very young, before we have an opportunity to really have choice in this life, really before we even acquire language, these powerful, powerful mental, emotional, and physical patterns are laid down for us. And then it's those patterns, most of which exist in our unconscious, that control us, control our decision-making from the shadows for the rest of our lives. And so the question becomes, how do we bring light to those patterns? And how is it that we shift and change those patterns so instead of this unconscious controlling us, we can actually control our lives. We can choose to consciously transform the life we live, consciously change our mental and emotional patterns and impact the physical body dramatically by doing that. And so this is a system, conscious transformation is, to do that. 
And so basically what it involves um, in part is a series of daily 20-minute practices, and none of them are hard. It only requires consistency. And uh, the only other thing it requires is the one thing you're always going to have as long as you're in this human body, and that is your breath. And so, as I said, it's very simple systems, simple practices. It's like going to work out your mind, um, just like you'd go to the gym and work out your physical body. Okay. I'm picturing this. Um, so, so basically what I, I feel like this is, this is changing your the way you think, basically. And so, like, if you have a lot, if you're thinking negatively or only seeing the negative or, or uh, someone like a burn victim, I would have a real maybe have a lot of problem, uh, self-image issues. Is it, is the constant, is it, is the conscious transformation is the work of it just to kind of change the way you think and change from the negative to positive or is, is that kind of what the secret well, is? It, it is Chad, but it's, it's actually a lot more than that because I mean, we've all heard a lot about, you know, we'll just think positive and uh, you know, everything will be better. Right. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is that what neuroscience has to teach us is that it's actually more complex than that. And so what happens is that the first thing that we're programmed with is not actually mental thought patterns, but instead is emotion. So you think about it. Think about a baby. Um, A baby can't talk. A baby does not have language at its disposal. But does a baby experience emotion? Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, any of us who have ever had a child or been around a child know that, you know, I mean, when they're angry, they can certainly tell you about it, right? <laughs> right. Right, exactly. So we all, our core patterns, the deepest and most powerful patterns we have are not our thought patterns, but they're our emotional patterns. And now what we can do through science is that the neuroscientists can scan our brains using things like functional MRI machines, and they can look inside our brains and see how they operate in real time. So what we know is that it's not actually the mind that fires first. It's actually the emotions that fire first. And so in any given situation I'm in, something out here in my external world is going to trigger one of those old emotional patterns, right? So maybe when I was a kid, my dad was angry, right? And so imagine this. I'm sitting on the floor, and my dad comes home, and he's in an angry state, right? And I'm looking up at him, and we have something in the brain called mirror neurons. And what this means is that my brain practices anything that I see in my external world, okay? And so what this means is that this is one of the reasons that we all love a great football game, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we're sitting there and we're watching that star running back, running down the field to score that touchdown, our brain runs that pattern, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we can't tell neurologically the difference between sitting in the stands and actually being the one down on the field. Now, consciously, we know that we're the ones sitting there eating a hot dog, but um, to our brain, our brain is practicing what it is that it's seeing down there. Same Mm -hmm. thing with regards to emotion. Okay, so if I'm a kid, dad comes home angry, I look at him, 
And even though I may not be aware of it, even though I may not, quote, feel it, my brain runs the pattern of anger. And our brains are just like our bodies. You know how we get really good at doing a certain exercise at the gym if we do it over and over and over again? Same thing with regards to the brain, right? So if I'm in an environment and someone's angry all the time, I'm going to run that over and over and over again, right? I may not even know that I'm angry. But this is what scientists have been able to show. And so then those patterns live down in our unconscious. We're going through our day. Something triggers that emotional pattern. And that pattern of anger shows up for us, okay? Now, what happens is that our mind comes in next. The mind is second. So we're angry, and what Harvard studies have shown is that that pattern of anger can only last 90 seconds, right? But you're saying, hey, you know, Diane, this is not possible because I've been angry at people a lot more than 90 seconds, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how can this be true? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that in order for it to last longer than 90 seconds, it needs food. And what is food to that emotional pattern? It's the mind. It's thoughts. The thoughts can feed it. We've all had this situation, right, where we get angry, right, and then, you know, our brain shows up to justify the anger. So maybe I'm, let's say, angry at my spouse, right? So um, that pattern of anger is triggered and my mind shows up. And what's it going to say, Chad? You know, something like, uh, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he or she did this again. I mean, you know, I told them how much that drives me crazy, right? And so then what happens to your level of anger? Do you get it more or less back angry? up again. Yeah, okay, so now you're more angry. So now that you're more angry, what do you think you need? More food, right? So what happens now to the mind? The mind says, I mean, I've told him a million times. I mean, you know what? If he or she really loved me, they wouldn't do that, right? They can't love me or they would do that. Now how angry are you? Wow, right? So this is the relationship. That emotional pattern that sometimes we're not even in tune with drives the thoughts. And the thoughts then feed the emotional pattern. And the emotional pattern feeds the thoughts so we get into this loop. It can just be this little infinite loop where we're angry and our thoughts justify the anger. So... If all you're doing is addressing the thoughts, how, uh, how effective is that going to be? Not so effective, right? Because we can try really hard to think positive, but what science can show us is that we're only aware of about 5% of our thoughts. So the rest of that time, even if every second we're aware during our day, we're forcing ourselves to have positive thoughts, It'll impact us, but those powerful emotional patterns will take over. So why what I teach is so different than most mindfulness practices is we really get into the heart of what are those emotional patterns that are there, shift and change those, and then consciously create the, the thoughts, the beliefs, the concepts in the mind that are going to support new patterns mm. and take you away from the old ones. So the idea is to shift out of things like anger and shift into states like personal empowerment and strength and peace and then consciously create the mental constructs that will support those. And so it really goes far beyond positive thinking, and uh, it's why it's such a really, really powerful modality, powerful wow, life tool for all of us to have. Very, very interesting. So. Someone who is interested in improving their physical body, why would, why would it be so interesting to them to help their, fix their state of mind and emotions? 
Yeah, well, you know, Chad, I mean, the reason is, is because every time we run these emotional patterns, what happens is that our brain releases a different cocktail of chemicals. And there's a different cocktail of chemicals for each emotion we experience. So let's say we experience our friend anger. Then there's a recipe of neurochemicals that the brain releases for anger. You know, you can think about it like going to a bar and, and ordering a drink, right? Or let's say we experience shame. Same thing. There's a cocktail of neurochemicals that goes with that. So something in our environment triggers us. All of a sudden we're angry. And those neurochemicals rush out into the body. Now, in the body, we have cells, obviously, and on those cells, on each and every cell, there are literally hundreds of thousands of what they call receptor sites. And these receptor sites are like little antennas. And these little antennas are calibrated to find certain chemicals in the environment. And some of those little receptor sites are calibrated to find these neurochemicals. So out come those chemicals from anger into our body, hits one of those little antennas that's looking for, and click, that emotion literally locks into our cells. So you hear a lot about the mind-body connection, but it's not really the mind-body connection. It's really the emotion-body connection. And so why this is so important is that when they started studying stem cells, what they found was that they took, you know, stem cells are the things that, that basically we start out as. And a stem cell, depending on the environment it's put in, can turn into heart tissue, lung tissue, skin, bone, right? Mm -hmm. And so when they were doing some of these initial studies out at Stanford, um, a cellular biologist by the name of Bruce Lipton took these stem cells and put them in different neurochemicals. So he put them in the neurochemicals that are associated with love, right? These are things like dopamine, right? There was a reason back in the 70s they used to call it dope, right? Because it's the mm -hmm. stuff that makes you feel really, really good when you're infatuated with someone, right? Mm -hmm. And then they took these same um, stem cells and they put them in the neurochemicals that are associated with our lower emotional patterns, our fearful emotional patterns. So things like um, histamines, cortisol, um, these types of neurochemicals, and they put the stem cells in there. When they put them in the stem cells that are associated with higher states like love, the stem cells grow, they're really robust, they multiply. When they put them in the stem cells associated with fear and those lower emotions, those stem cells literally shrink and they die. That's what happens to us. So when we're unconsciously running these mental and emotional patterns that we're not tuned into, we are damaging our physical body. And that's why more and more science is recognizing the huge connection between stress and illness. So if you wish to be in peak physical form, you've got to get a handle on all of this stuff because otherwise it may not kill you today, it may not hurt you in this moment, but it will over time. So to mm -hmm. optimize your physical performance, this is absolutely critical work. It sounds like just your energy and your mood on a regular basis uh, yeah. would help. So 
Yeah, that's absolutely how, how right. Can that. it, or, that's, how that's can it lower exactly your stress? That's what up. it is. And most of us think, well, you know, I'm this way because of my external environment, right? But mm-hmm. that does not have to be the case at all. And that isn't the case as far as science tells us. What happens is that, you know, we get programmed with these certain emotional patterns and, and then we create these stories around them, right? So if I'm angry, guess what? I'm going to find a million reasons to be angry with people. And if I'm a joyful, happy person, then I'm going to find a million reasons to be joyful and happy with people. I won't even be consciously aware that that's what my brain's doing, that my brain's just looking to feed these patterns. I'll think that it's absolutely as a result of what shows up on the outside. And so what we do through this work is help you to realize that you actually have the power to reprogram what's what's there for you, reprogram your experience and the lens that you experience the world through, and then that just has a huge impact on the physical body. Very interesting. So so you can choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. In yeah, any, any if you know point. how. If you know how, absolutely. And, and we're not talking about disregarding the emotions. Okay, so we're not talking about being inauthentic, you know, okay, so I wake up and I'm really just in a bad mood today, right? We're not talking about putting on some kind of fake, you know, Pollyanna smile and going about your day, right? It's not about that. It's about learning to acknowledge the emotions that are there. You know, in this moment, I'm really angry and that's okay. And allowing that to internally express and then building these patterns that serve our health and well-being, peace, joy, empowerment, all of these types of patterns, so that then when that 90 seconds passes, then instead of feeding that pattern, you can use your mind to direct it to one of these others that you've chosen and experience that instead. But it's not about blocking the emotions or not feeling them. It's really about genuinely learning how to experience them, but to shift them, to change them, so that you're in control instead of some old pattern that just doesn't serve what you want to experience in this world. Mm -hmm. And so what does a conscious transformation practice look like? And how long would you say it really takes to get benefits from it? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's 20 minutes a day is all. And, you know, best time to do it is first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And the benefits are incredible. Um, really quietly behind the scenes, there have been over 150 studies that have actually been funded by our federal government's National Institutes of Health at our leading universities across the country. And it's incredible what they show. What they show is that to begin to really get incredible benefits, really life-changing benefits from a meditation practice. What you need is six to eight weeks of doing the practice 20 minutes a day. And so what changes in that period of time? Believe it or not, what the neuroscientists can see on their scans is that your brain actually changes how it functions and changes shape after the six to eight weeks. I mean, to me, still when I say that, I just realize how incredible that is. We have the power to be, be able to begin to rewire our brain in that short a period of time. And so what they see, and, and feel free to Google this, anyone who's interested. Dr. Sarah Lazar out at Harvard is the one who really spearheaded these studies. 
And so what she saw was that six to eight weeks, 20 minutes a day, your amygdala shrinks. And why is this important? And that is because the amygdala is where a fight or flight lives, right? It's when we experience fear, when we're really angry, right? It's there. That's where, like, all of these primal base emotions that oftentimes get us into trouble, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where they live. Okay? Six to eight weeks, the size of that amygdala shrinks. They can measure it on the scans. Six to eight weeks corresponding, the size of your prefrontal cortex actually expands. It gets bigger. Now, why is that important? Your prefrontal cortex is where higher thought, higher reasoning lives, experiences of peace, experiences of love, experiences of joy, all that good stuff lives up there, and it gets larger. Again, they can actually chart the size increase on the scans. The hippocampus also increases in size, and this is with regards to emotional regulation, our ability to actually regulate and control our emotions. And so these are some of the experiences that we have physically. And then, you know, what people really just report experiencing is is much deeper states of peace, much greater ability to control their response to situations instead of just reacting. So it's just six to eight weeks, 20 minutes a day, someplace quiet, um, doing some basic breathing techniques. And what we have in Conscious Transformation is that we've really tried to make this stuff as easy as possible, Chad. I've got to tell you, uh-huh. um, before I found Joey, my meditation teacher, I tried this on my own, and I was a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> my mind was really busy, and I could not get it to quiet down. Yeah. And so what, yeah, so what happened was that um, we, we put together these CDs so that when you take a Conscious Transformation class with me, or, or come to a weekend and then take a class um, with Joey, um, you get these CD sets. And on the CD sets is a 45-minute teaching with regards to that week's material, pre-recorded, that you can listen to, and then the 20-minute recorded CD that takes you through exactly what it is that you need to do. So... You come to class, you don't have to remember exactly what it is that we did. You just go home, download it to your computer, pop it on the iPod, and then just listen to it, say 20 minutes every night before you go to bed. And uh, that's what a practice looks like. Wow. Well, listen to what you just said. I mean, you mentioned the word fear. And so I can see how uh, doing this help getting rid of people's fear can help a lot of different categories of people get rid of anxiety, whether they're athletes, whether it's just for work or whether it's uh, stepping out of their comfort zone for their career or or whatever it may be. But what if it's not so much anxiety they have uh, because of fear? What if it's self-doubt? How can conscious transformation help someone just be able to be bold and go for things that they would normally uh, be a little too scared to go for, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, self-doubt, there can be all sorts of emotions that are underlying that, usually a sense of unworthiness, maybe shame, maybe guilt. And what we can do is begin to really identify what those emotional patterns are, shift and change out of them, and then create a vision, right? And Mm -hmm. so we work a lot in creating a vision for your life so that you can see that vision manifested. Because it's very, very, very powerful. And again, what we know, what neuroscientists 
show us is like, for instance, they did a fascinating study years ago with the U.S. Olympic ski team. And so they, they hooked them up to all of these diodes, this equipment, and monitored their brain function as they ran a path that they'd run, that they were practicing on down the side of a mountain. Then they brought them inside, put them in a dark room, hooked them up again, and had them think about running that path, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? Same brain function. Huh. Again, it goes back to showing this concept that the brain doesn't know the difference between watching something and doing it, thinking it and doing it. So think about it this way. If you are consumed by self-doubt, you're practicing failure. Over and over again, you're practicing how to fail, and you're seeing yourself fail. That's going to manifest in your life in terms of failure. It's really not rocket science. So we go in, shift and change these emotional patterns, and create an image, a vision that you practice. In a class I teach called Mental Mastery, we practice over and over again those visions of success, of consciously creating the life experience that you wish to have, Mm -hmm. and then watch people then actually experience it. And so, you know, for instance, one of the things that that I don't know whether or not um, you're familiar with, Chad, but actually the Seattle Seahawks, as they were preparing for the Super Bowl this year, they did meditation every single day. Hmm. Mindfulness. I think that's really cool. For sports, I can uh, definitely see. But I I do a lot of the vision training uh, with my clients now. I I mean, as a personal trainer, I think that's one thing that – any personal trainer would tell you that's been doing it for a while that one of our first jobs is to make you see that it can happen. Because normally if you come to a personal trainer, you've failed several times on your own first. And so we first got to let you teach you that to to see it happening so that you can achieve it. But I can definitely see for, for sports, how, uh, how it'd be important to just to, to stop worrying so much about how bad things would, how bad it would be if this happened, but start worrying about how good it would be if this happened and just start thinking, uh, thinking like you're going to win instead of thinking like you're going to lose, especially for an underdog, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It really sets you apart from everyone else. And if you think about it, you know, I mean, what, what, what triggered this was when you said most people failed on their own before. Most people mm-hmm. fail with regards to a physical regimen, not because their body is too weak to be built up to do that kind of training, but it's because their mind's too weak, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I always think about the gym, and, and I, I work out every morning with a friend of mine, um, Beth. And so, you know, we always have the same machines, right? Except mm-hmm. for in January. <laughs> because in January, the place is packed, right? Yeah. Because everybody's made that New Year's resolution, right? And we always laugh because it's like, okay, by February, we'll have them back again, right? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Is it because those people couldn't do um, basic workout regimen? No, it's because their mind wasn't disciplined enough, wasn't strong enough in order to keep them there because they didn't have that vision, because they were consumed with self-doubt, that they really couldn't see themselves in that optimal physical shape. That's why, again, well, you know, this kind well, of work that's, is uh, so important. That's bringing up a really perfect focus on the body. topic with the, with the fitness. And so I, we're going we're gonna to have to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into uh, the mindset and how it will help you reaching your fitness goals. Be right back on Be Fit for Life.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. How do you find out more about wellness? When we let our busy schedule keep us on the run without stopping, something's going to give. How is the balance in your life? Are you overhyped or feeling run down constantly? Is stress doing its part to control your life? Listen for Be Well Bites with host Jamie Relay. Our show is all about connecting you with the experts that can help you with living a nourishing and fulfilling life in small, bite-sized tips and ideas. Nourish yourself and tune in to Be Well Bites on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You are tuned into Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at chadaustinfitness.com at gmail.com that's chad austin fitness at gmail.com now back to be fit for life welcome back everybody i'm chad austin we're listening to diane Burneman here on be fit for life and before we went to break we talked about the gym and as we this has been a pretty powerful interview and we've heard a lot about how conscious transformation can help you overcome fear can help you overcome self-doubt and can just help you get your mind right to reach your goals. And we talked about how you work out every morning. And at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of people there, but that's about the time of year when people don't really stick with it with New Year's resolution fails and everything else. And so I'm just wondering, with the I know you are a conscious transformation coach. And so with the clients you have, how many of them do you have as clients where you're actually helping them with their fitness goals to help them achieve their goal of just having better health of losing weight uh, or whatever it may be? Uh, almost every one of my clients, Chad, I'm trying to think about whether or not I have a client that doesn't have some type of, of physical goal there, uh-huh. but it spans from everything like you just said to wanting to lose weight, wanting to drop a few pounds, which obviously is all about controlling your mind um, to the the, optim- the other end of the spectrum, and that is how do I really optimize my athletic performance. And so, for example, the first example that, that pops into my mind is I work with a couple of, of excellent trainers here in the Kansas City metropolitan area. My, my daughter also is, is a very accomplished martial artist, and um, I work with one of the boys in her um, dojo who is just incredible, so incredibly talented. But for years I watched him psych himself out at these tournaments and lose to guys that didn't have half of the talent that he had. And so, um, so much of what I do 
revolves around the physical body because, as I said before, it's all so intimately interconnected. And so if you have a vision for your physical body, um, this work can can take you to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see how it could. Um, I know you work with Joey Klein. And so I I had, seven years ago, you guys met and you and he became your meditation teacher. Tell us how, how did that how did that happen and how did you what what made you decide that Joey Klein and what he does was perfect for you? Well, you know, honestly, I he came through my the yoga and Pilates studio where I was working out at the time. And uh, my Pilates teacher said, hey, I met this guy, and he's really amazing, but, you know, I mean, would you come, you know, see what you think about him? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. And so I went, and I met him, and I was just blown away. In that moment, I have to tell you, I mean, I saw a strength there in Joey, a power, a centeredness. He's a, he's a very accomplished martial artist, a three-time world champion, Harando uh, martial artist, which is an elite form of Korean martial arts. And he just carried this um, presence when you were around him that I really wanted to have for myself. And um, so I, I, it's very difficult to describe the experiences that I had with him, but they were very powerful. And I was in a situation because my life had been so stressful with regards to my career and other aspects of my life that really my physical body was not in optimal shape and I wanted to get there. And so I began studying with him and uh, yeah, as you said in my uh, introduction, it did, it changed every aspect of my life. And so it's just absolutely my pleasure to be teaching his work it's amazing, and we're so lucky here in Kansas City to have Joey come to our metropolitan area. He does teach this work all around the world, um, and here in the United States, we are lucky enough to have him uh, right here in Kansas City. And so, and he's actually, here this, this weekend, coming, right? Yeah, he'll he'll be here actually, Chad, this weekend, um, Friday night at seven thirty at the Intercontinental Hotel down on the Plaza in Kansas City, Missouri. Joey will be there. Um, and he gives a free program on Friday nights. So Friday night at 7.30, if you're interested in hearing more about this, Joey will be giving a free program then. And then he has a weekend, which um, if you've never done one of his weekends before, it's it's this coming Saturday and Sunday. Um, for a first-time person, the charge is only $200. Um, normally it's $500, um, but you get a discount if you're a first-timer. And... Um, you're, you're, everyone is welcome to come and experience the work. And then after that, um, on the Wednesday after that, what we've done is that Joey teaches what he calls these intensive weekends. And so this one will be on emotional mastery. So there's really important concepts of how do I get down to what's really driving my life experience. That'll be this weekend. And then the next Wednesday, um, and that is May 21st at New You Health Studios in Leewood, which is in Mission Farms, beginning at 630. Um, I will teach my six-week class in emotional mastery. So the weekend really gives you a deep dive in um, these principles. And then what I do in my six-week class to follow up is how do we then 
take those basic principles and apply them to your life. You don't have to um, have taken the weekend in order to take the six-week class with me, um, and the same way around. There's no requirement to going to Joey's weekend either, but they are a great complement to each other. Um, And the six-week class is $300. Wow, so if anyone like is the... interested in either of those, you can sign up uh, with me. Yeah, and uh, I will post on my Facebook page. If you guys haven't listened to my show before, uh, on my show page on Voice America, on the right-hand side, there are several links to all my pages. So there's one that takes you to my YouTube channel. There's one that takes to my Facebook page. I share stuff on my Facebook page all the time, whether it be documents or stuff from people who have been on my show. But I will share all the stuff about the weekend uh, show and the six-week course that Diane has coming up on my Facebook page later today. And so you can feel free to go there and uh, get all the information. Uh, but it sounds like the Joey's course on Friday, the two uh, the course that's free, that uh, sounds like that's uh, it's something that yeah. everyone should try to attend. Yeah, it's, it's a great way to get a, get a taste of the work. And, um, you know, if for some reason you can't come on Friday and you're interested in signing up, you can always contact me to register at 913-568-4518. Awesome. What's that? The conscious transformation, I've really enjoyed hearing about this today. I can definitely uh, see how with fitness it could be so helpful with uh, people coming and uh, – full of self-doubt uh, that they can are finding it hard to believe that they can achieve their goals or fear or anxiety or any kind of anything like that that comes with uh, someone that's trying to reach their fitness goals or maybe not even their fitness goals but just their business goals in general I'm sure you have a, you probably have a lot of clients where it's not about fitness where it's about reaching their goals and in their own business world too, right? Right, absolutely. I've been a business owner, um, you know, for a long time here in Kansas City through my law practice. And yes, I do work with many entrepreneurs and business owners and and uh, people who just want to optimize that that part of their body, but really, or that part of their life. But really, it's the very, very similar skills that go into optimizing your physical experience as goes into optimizing your professional experience. Well, Diane, this has been a great interview. Um, but we have had a lot of information on here. If the listeners that were listening will remind them again about uh, the courses coming up. But if they could only take away one thing from our interview today, what would you want it to be? Anything's possible. In order to create the life that you dream of, that you want to have, all you need are some basic techniques, and it's all possible. Awesome. I, that's a... Uh, that, that's perfect to end on right there. And so I know that this weekend, Joey has a Joey Klein's course. It's free to the public on Friday evening. I'm definitely going to try to go. And then it's, uh, and then there's a course for the weekend. Where is this? Is this it's at, at again? the Intercontinental Hotel on the Plaza. Um, and it begins at 7.30 Friday night, 7.30 at the Intercontinental. Awesome. And I'll have more information on that and Diane's six-week courses uh, on my Facebook page later. And you have a website? Uh, yes, www.joeycline.com. Joeycline.com. All right. That's well, it. thank you, Diane, for being such a great guest. I enjoyed talking to you today about conscious transformation. Listeners, thanks for tuning in, and you'll hear from us again next week on Be Fit for Life. Chad, thank you so much. No problem. Thanks again for tuning us in. 
Please join Chad Austin next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Be Fit for Life on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, have fun, get active, and be fit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.